Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about TLC drills that I do and how they improve your performance and also your connection with your horse. Connection is a key thing here. I don't just tell you to do a drill to give you busy work. I have you do a drill to connect your your mind with your horse's mind to have that relationship that is based on somewhere between a partnership of not necessarily dominance, not necessarily passive, but maybe somewhere in the middle, uh, an assertive relationship where you ask them to do something, they do it, then you start to trust them to do it, and then they do start doing more on their own, and soon you improve your performance so much so that you become a team that's 50-50 out there and you start doing less and they start doing more and that's what our final goal is of course when you're starting out with a young horse you're probably doing 80% while they're doing 20% and then it grows into maybe the 60-40 relationship and then one glorious day it becomes 50-50 so the TLC drills that I'm going to talk about are special exercises that will improve your competition, they'll improve your foundation, and they'll improve your connection with your horse. Um, most of these cues you have to think about at, that you're doing, the cues are pretty much going to stay even though the patterns are going to change. So again, we're looking where we want to go. Um, we're not looking down the horse's neck. We're not looking at fence posts. We're literally looking where we want our horse's feet to go. If we're in a straight line, we're looking between their ears and and we're looking 20, 30 feet ahead. If we're in a circle, we're still looking between their ears, but we're looking one quarter turn ahead so that we're always a proactive rider instead of reactive or get behind our horse or too far ahead of our horse. Uh, we'll still be using mostly body, 80% body, eyes, face, shoulders, belly button, hips, upper thighs. All of that will help your horse with their position and your energy throughout these drills. 18% could come from your legs, your calves, and your feet. And the last 2% should come from your hands and always using give and take pressure with your hands and your legs and your body. Ask and release, ask and release when they give you the right answer. So starting with one exercise that's one of my favorites is spirals. Some people might call them corkscrews. This could be good for the young horse and also for the open horse. The way it helps a young horse is it teaches them to extend and collect their strides as they go from a large circle to a medium to a small. You might start out with maybe a 100 foot circle down to 70 foot and then um, down to maybe 50 foot. But as it, that young horse gets more collection and more lateral bend through their body and their ribs, they might be able to start doing 80 foot, 40 foot to 20 foot, or even maybe 10 foot. So again, 
I wouldn't go smaller than a 10 foot circle, but you want cadence, you want rhythm. So if you're walking it perfect and you're ready to move on, you could do a post trot in the large, a sit jog in the medium, and a sit jog in the small. The key when you're sitting is to apply more leg for your impulsion and your um, softness. And then you go back to medium and back to large. Same thing when you canter. Your canter on the large will have the least amount of lateral bend and it will be the most extended. As you go into the medium, you'll start to sit a little bit deeper into a neutral position and have a little bit more collection in the stride as the weight shifts to the hindquarters and you get some softness in the rib and maybe you're guiding the nose a little bit more. But the biggest lateral flexion and most collected stride with using the hindquarters the most will come in the small one. And again, I would not do less than a 10 foot small one ride front feet and back feet, shoulders and hips to each quarter turn, the entrance, the backside, um, and the exit, as well as the front side before you go back into medium or large. So um, spirals is a wonderful drill for the open horse as well because it teaches them to be fluid. It takes a horse who maybe starts getting chargy or maybe lazy, and it says, hey, let's have a fluidity and a, a, a softness, a collection and a, a flex and a fluidity throughout, and it is a nice break for the um, open horse to get off of a pattern and just focus on the rider and what's being asked to do. So I would definitely use spirals anytime I'm trying to promote fluidity from extended to collected gates. The next exercise I love is pole bending. Pole bending is probably my favorite event as a child, but it's also an, an, uh, a skill and exercise I would teach any horse that came in my barn for training and my own personal horses. Even though in my adult life, I've probably been on the pole pattern clock to actually enter a competition five times um, just because I saved my horse's legs and joints for barrel racing as that's where my focal point was. But I did walk, trot, and occasionally lope the barrels at home so they knew the pattern so that if I did enter them, they would do a 23-24 second pattern effortlessly because they had that much of a handle and spots on them. The thing about... Um, the thing about poles is it teaches really nice lateral bend to tracking. It, it's a perfect way as you do a, a weave to the right, it teaches the horse to give its nose, pick up its shoulder, soften its ribs, and engage its hip. So that would make for a beautiful left turn or a left lead departure as you weave to the left, you're using your right hand to get the nose, right leg by the front cinch to yield the shoulder. And then you can use scissor legs if you need to to engage the hip. And that would make a beautiful right turn or right lead departure. Two tracking makes for a soft and supple horse. When I train poles, I start teaching it like an S with a three to five foot pocket. And I keep that shoulder up until that shoulder is at the pole before I switch. And if I'm on a lazy, more... Uh, push tile horse, I'm just going to do lateral two, flex, or two tracking. But if I'm on a hyper horse or more of a go horse, I'm also going to ask them to vertically break in the pole when they're next to the pole. So I'll use two hands, my body and my legs to say collect and slow 
and then I'll ask for that lateral flexion. And you always want the biggest part of your lateral two track to be in the middle. You don't want to do it too soon. You'll hit the barrel with your, I mean the pole with your tail. You don't want to do it too late. You'll hit the pole with your nose. <clears throat> so the biggest part of your X or S needs to be in the center of the two poles. Excuse me. And sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, the most important thing you want to think about is while you're teaching it like an S in the beginning, as they become more advanced and you go faster, things will get smaller and stiffer. They get tighter on the pattern and they get stiffer. So I don't teach it as an X in the very beginning, but when you do start teaching as an X, you want to keep those shoulders square and keep that body straight, front feet and back feet on the same tracks, riding to your points, which would be three to five feet to the poles. But again, the shoulders stay square until the shoulders are past the poles. Once the shoulders get to the poles, then you can let them shift to the next one. By letting the shoulder drop before a pole, you'll start to have that dominoes effect and lose your timing and start hitting poles. So that's for competition. Um, so that's the main goal with poles. Running down the pole line, you're gonna wanna rate at the fifth pole. So let's say I'm post-trotting. I may slow to a sit jog or a walk at the fifth pole. And then when my leg gets to the pole, the fifth, the final pole, the sixth pole, remember it's six poles, 21 feet apart. And I'll pick up that shoulder, get that nose, soften that rib, and I'll ride them to the three TLC spots, the entrance, the backside, and the exit. And I'll keep that softness until I'm almost to spot three, the exit. And then I'll ask for that lateral flexion again and start weaving again. Whether you start on the left or right is deciding how many left interns you want or how many right interns you want. Now, most people do start from the left. Um, or sorry, most people start from the right side of the poles for a left and pole turn is what I meant first. Um, now, the thing about switching, if you have a barrel and pole horse in competition and you're switching from a right lead to a left lead because you are going to have a left turn first, you may want to circle before you start or you just want to make sure your horse is super solid on picking up leads from a straight line. So that's important too because you want to set your horse up for success and not have to be swapping leads when you get down there because that can cause a horse to drop on the front end and you want them using their hindquarters. The impulse farthest away are generally the ones that are going to snap the most because they're coming into them with the easiest and they also like the idea of running home. But the pole that you may struggle with rate and snap would be the pole closest to the alleyway because they're thinking more about going to the alleyway. So, and back to the trailers, etc. And that's where they started. So that's the pole you may have to check at the fifth pole and start talking to them, whoa, here, and maybe using a little bit more inside rein, outside leg, and looking around and, and just, you know, making sure they're thinking about turning that in pole. So this is part one, and there will be a part two. So tune in for that next one, next uh, podcast. I have several more drills to go through. But um, so, so far, I hope you like the pole bending one and the spirals. The pole bending for the beginner horse teaches many things. It teaches rate, collection, two tracking, uh, lateral softness, 
uh, for the open horse, it just takes their mind off of the barrel pattern and gives them something else to do. It makes them more handy with their feet. Again, I'd mostly do it at a walk trot, but occasionally sneak in a lope because of the flying lead changes and stuff will just teach a horse to be a little bit more athletic and think for themselves with those um, weaving up and down the pole line. So it is a wonderful drill to get a horse a little bit more handy and fancy broke. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and tune in for the next one for part two of uh, special exercises to do for connection and performance.